Wellness for the Rest of Us, a show where we talk about wellness topics in a clear, concise and extra normalising way so we can find okayness within ourselves and okayness outside of ourselves. Last week we were introduced to the inner critic, which is the voice or feeling inside us that has negativity towards us. We heard my critic and the critics of others, which made us all feel very human. Then we gave our critic a name and said hello whenever they popped up in a way that we could recognise. The shit brains. Oh, hi Patricia. Today, as per the wellness for the rest of our structure, we're going to talk about the science and evolution of the inner critic, which will of course normalise this very human experience of being way too hard on ourselves. Before we get started on that, I want you to know that it's all it's all intertwined. Um, your inner critic is your brain telling itself that you're not safe for whatever reason, and that is activating our sympathetic nervous system, which we spoke about last week. So it's cyclical, and being aware of and working with our inner critic will have the bonus effect of allowing us better access to that rest and digest mode. So. Our brains. Studies have shown that our dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. Dorsolateral. So when we are self-critical, and this is the part of the brain that's also in charge of decision making, conflict management, and error detection. So blah blah blah, Claire. What are you even saying? Translation, please. Self-criticism is our brain's way of keeping us safe from dangerous behaviours and mistakes that might threaten our lives, at least from the perspective of our entirely survival-tuned brains. Right, so in an evolutionary sense, let's remember that our, our rejection would have meant expulsion from the tribe. So this would have meant death. We never, we never would have been able to survive without our tribe or without our, our herd. So many of our inner critics' words and feelings are about being too much or, or not enough for other people, and that is literally our prefrontal cortex saying, girl, do not get us booted from this tribe. We will damn well die. And as I said in the self-soothing science and evolution, once it would have been way less that was considered dangerous behaviour or cause for rejection and now our brain sees minor disapproval from others as cause for panic. Also wanted to chuck in a side thought here. I might be getting over my <laughs> three pieces of information, but we'll roll with it. Um, and this side thought is conjecture on my part, but I think as women, our survival for centuries and centuries just because of how society has been set up has been dependent on a man's love and care and good opinion. And while this is no longer the case, it makes sense that our internal critic is based around the things that might have made us acceptable to men. Yeah, that's just a thought because it seems like a lot of the women I talked to there, inner critic was big and loud and pr more prevalent, I guess. So that's just a thought. Our inner critic is also formed when we're really young, um, when our survival depends entirely on our closest caregivers, our, the love and care 
of our closest caregivers and our brains are designed to ensure that we get this love and care for our own survival. So, of course, it makes total sense that we internalize their perceptions of what is, of what is, air quote, right behavior. We also internalized our caregivers' criticism towards themselves because, of course, if something about them is not okay to them, then it must not be okay about me either. And that seems really true for me. I've realized over doing this little project, my mum's biggest, her biggest critic is that she's dumb. <laughs> and that's been a really huge thing for me too. So just seeing those things play out in my own life it's been interesting and yeah and these criticisms they then built upon as our as the importance of who we're accepted by shifts as we get older so that becomes our village and our peers community and then society at large and then accepting all of these thoughts and feelings as truths is just totally natural because they get repeated so often that they get ingrained in our brain as neural pathways so we need to check in with the with the thoughts and feelings of our inner critic and make sure that they're not our truths we're not saying i am dumb because when we entirely identify with those negative thoughts and feelings that's when shame develops and that's no good but um we'll talk about shame later so this week uh, we're going to catch Patricia. We're going to catch her out when she's obvious, but also more and harder than that is we need to catch out the negative feelings and words that have become our truth. Um, that's what we need to catch, which is more difficult. So we're going to catch Patricia and we're going to say, yo, girl, I'm glad to see you here. Thanks for your efforts to keep me safe. Yeah, there you are trying to protect me. And I know this seems counterintuitive because we actually just want to tell her to off. But how often has been has being told to you with anything other than hurt and resentment? So we're just going to roll with it. Say hi, Patricia. Look at you protecting me, and do your very best to have a bit of love for those efforts. All right, that's that's all, folks. Um, thanks for tuning in and I know it was short and sweet but I will see you next week and we're going to try and dial down a little better spirituality of your inner critic. Good luck with catching Patricia and good luck with catching when Patricia has become when her words have become your truth. I will see you next week. Bye.